Um, in this episode, we talk about society, automation, pet owners, assholes. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh do you want to okay. say that? Okay. <laughs> assholes. There we go. Hello. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode here on the Chris and Sal Show. My name's Chris today. And my name is Sal today. And today is a Thursday. Well, it is a Thursday. So It yeah. is a Thursday. Both yeah. when we're recording and when, when it this comes drops out. out. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't nice. it crazy how technology works these days? Like, like a, a hundred years ago, what were they doing to get their podcasts out? They had to use a pigeon to to carry their podcasts around. I was thinking it was like tinfoil cans and like a, a wire. Like Oh, and the wire? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, yes, of course you can do that, but that how far is that gonna get you? That's not gonna get you across, you know, well, the, the country. It was very local. Podcasts started locally. Everybody knows that. Yeah, no. that's true. That's true. It was like everybody gather in my living room. You gotta start somewhere. Exactly. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh i think it was called like church or something like that too i don't know i might be misquoting somebody but don't quote me on that I, quote me on this i have misquoted <laughs> this um so i think we we know what we're talking about this episode that's on everybody's mind like honestly i think we've all thought about this once or twice and it, it's just a natural thing like say you're lying in bed right uh, okay and the first thing that pops into your head at like two in the morning is naturally extinct professions. Hmm. You know, naturally, naturally. These are, these are things that you often wonder, like, where did they go? Yeah. You wake up in a cold sweat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Barber surgeons. <laughs> <laughs> For example, uh, blacksmiths, you know, like what happened to them? Like, where are they? Uh, actually, no, I lied that they do exist. But what about yeah. fools and jesters, you know? I think that the they have transformed into new professions. You know what I mean? Like the modern clown. Where is the modern clown anymore? Yeah, they don't really exist too much anymore outside of like stand-up comedians, you know? But it's not the same. Yeah, like like I, I would not equate Netflix special comedy shows to clowning. It's not the same at all. I feel like actual non-scary clowning is an art form, you know, tasteful. It takes talent. It takes true talent to be a clown. Um, what else? Anchorers for printing presses. Anchor? What's an anchorer? Like the people who they would just put their weight on it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> to, to press it. They they would run the printing presses. You know, the like. Do we still have that? Do are these are these viable jobs? I mean, a lot of jobs are taken by uh, machinery these days. And what's to say of the jobs that are gonna get like get taken by robots in the future? Yeah. Like, what is to say about them? What is to say? I mean, <laughs> they are—they're gonna get taken, my, my man. Like, this is this is what life is. It's crazy because I think all of us can see that technology is moving at a faster rate than maybe others would uh, have predicted. Most would predict, but like, we're not really in terms of laws and regulations or just like internet ethics i don't know like we're not really keeping up with how to 
how to best maintain our livelihoods, you know, with the way technology is progressing. Do you think that there's going to be one that, like a profession, that will have the most trouble in terms of like people going on strike and stuff when that time comes of uh, automation coming into that profession? You know, like for example, I don't know, mechanics, right? Like what if one day we stopped using, do you think the mechanic industry would be the most like hell bent on like, oh no, like this is not gonna like, do you see what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. From your point of view, do you hope that there is one do you wish that there's one that's like, yes, we need that so badly there. Please, goddammit. it. Please we need have it. we need some automation. Yeah, like that is that is the first uh job that I would love automation to happen in. I know I have one. Oh yeah? Well what is yours? Mine would be uh customer service related jobs. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna say well, here's the thing. I said I wanna I wanna say that, but not to the extent that it's at right now. Like I want them to improve it because right now it's shit. Like you, what do you mean? Like when you call on the phone and they're like, "Here are your options. If you would like this, say this." And you're like, "Operator, please, Lord." <laughs> God damn. Well, yeah, that is true. I mean it more in the sense of like customer checkout. If it's something to do with customer handling services in terms of like over the phone, I would much rather that be a person. I hate talking to any sort of like oh did you say and it's like that's not what you said no at all. i did it i did I not say did that it. yeah and they're obviously also very biased off of like accents because some people have heavy accents and boom like just gone you can never yeah. be understood and that sucks um so i prefer those definitely being more either that or they advance into being almost ai you know yeah like why don't you do, why don't you just like input like the Siri or the like Alexa system yeah. into customer service? They've listened to people long enough to like figure it out. I was thinking the exact same thing because like you have no issue with your Alexa or your Siri or anything. Like they they get exactly what you need. Uh, yeah. They pick up on it. Alexa jokes around with you like very well. Yeah, because then imagine like you're, you're waiting on the line and they're like, you know, like, hey, while you wait, did you know that like, yeah, like whales are bigger than sharks? And you're like, <laughs> yeah, I knew that, you, you dummy. And they're like, okay, no, no Fuck need you. for that. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know what? I just added 10 minutes to your wait time. You know, like I want to, I want a little banter, you know? Yeah, give me some livelihood while I'm at that. I, I agree. I agree. Um because that's the level that i want customer relations in person to be at where the robot or whatever is like you know helping you out the ai it's just as helpful but it does not have that strain of like annoyance you know that because mm -hmm. i feel like there's way too many people that complain as soon as you go into a store about trying to get a deal squeezed out and stuff and it's like no that's not how a store do you have works. any promo codes yeah like, I'm actually, why would i give wait. you the promo code <laughs> just just a quick thing we should also include all honey like <laughs> which brings us to our next thing honey is a great yeah. service this episode is no no but in all seriousness if you did have ai it doesn't it's not that far of a reach that they shouldn't include honey promo codes in there you know like if you have a honey account yeah. might as well just include that in your checkout because and I never understood that from online versus in-person stores of why don't you just 
include the coupons that you have available at the time? Why do I have to have the coupon with me, you know? See, I, I don't know. I, I, I was on the other side of it, right? Because I did customer service and everyone right. would, like, I'm trying to do orders over the phone. And they're like, like, hey, can you give me a coupon? And yeah. like, that's not the, I, I don't think that's the idea of coupons. The idea of like the coupon is to bring in, I think, like, like a coupon or promo code mm-hmm. is to bring in like new customers, not people who are like already purchasing. Like when we out and I was working in customer service, like we send out that promo code to a specific group you know gotcha. so that they feel invited to join the show uh okay okay on the other token on the other side i would love to pay less money and if yeah. i find it online i'm gonna use it of course but we're not gonna just hand it out like oh yeah of course let me take off 50 dollars off your order right good now point. just because you said that i didn't know that i didn't know that that's that's actually yeah. a very good point I mean, I'm still going to be hunting for those coupons on honey. So. <laughs> Maybe it just cuts deeper because I have, I don't know, I have customer service battle scars. You know? <laughs> My brothers <laughs> in arms. The fallen. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think there's going to be any, uh, any industry, any job that just like is, cannot be transferred to the robot overlords? I think it's any job that's art related no i don't know not. i don't know about that because no not like entirely i don't think it's going to be entirely you know uh saturated with ai um things because there's there's only so much technique that you can input into a robot or a program as opposed to it being handled by emotion and thought and uh kind of like what is the reasoning behind it, you know? Because yeah. art really doesn't follow an equation. It's more so you do because you do. Uh, I think that new art is uh, is based on originality, yes. But I don't think that, that, you know, in the grand scheme of things, people are always looking for originality, you know? Like, I'm just thinking, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Like, yeah. you can up, you can, like, give a robot system just like throw a bunch of picassos at it you know so it can learn picasso and then it's like oh here's this robot doing a series of new picasso pieces i feel like people would just like yum 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 yum, yum like eat that up you know of oh like i, I kind of just been making the art style yeah they're just like they 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 are going to be really good at remaking stuff mm. and i can even imagine like I a guess. museum yeah. where a robot cur- like curates an exhibition yeah you know like Oh, this is this is my curation, and people are gonna want to see that. But I think it is it is people looking for originality. I don't think people are ever gonna stop wanting originality in art because the moment that it's more so a reinterpretation of a past great artist, it's already like a you you're expecting it. You know, you already know what you're looking for. Which there is mm-hmm. a group of people for that. But I think within the art community, within any community, really any any um, what's it called within any industry you're always going to want people that's like what's the next like wow factor where it's you know this is this is uh new in a sense it's either combining two great things and it's like wow because it does bring in that whole thing when we had mary helen on where it's like you know everything is just uh an homage to something else right everything is Mm -hmm. there is really like less and less originality as time progresses which is true. Yeah, there's always some kind of precedent. Yeah, know? exactly. But that's that's the beauty of it. It's that it's it's kind of taking from all these past uh, 
great artist and it's choosing it's selecting which parts of it you want to have put into it and you see that in film you see that in in you know paintings in in poetry literally any any work of art it's always that reference to something else prior maybe not entirely but it's like just small hinderings of it and yeah i think yeah you could do that with an algorithm but the thing that makes it human is the intention and with a, a robot right or like an algorithm all that it is going to be is that very thing it an ai will not spew it because it's like oh love this is what my definition of love is through the ai until like we get to that extent where maybe ai can like have a mode kind of like you know a blade runner situation where they start becoming that humanistic which would be crazy because then it's like wow we have become gods that's a scary one um but i think that's definitely an industry where it's gonna have it's gonna take time for that to phase completely into ai related things my easier ones would probably be like finance you know like i think finance would would be uh based off like more calculations so you're gonna it would have... be easy for them to integrate yeah because i i would assume that if you build a ai completely targeted towards financial you know unfinancial mindset it's gonna know all these things and be very accurate in the predictions of and i'm sure there exists that somewhere somebody has already yeah. built a algorithm to you know yeah make money off stocks and be pretty darn and accurate the, or the more algorithms like machines that are doing this calculation the more accurate it will be exactly so like the more people invite this into their lives like the less risk is going to be because they're all doing the same calculation mm-hmm. like they're all figuring it out this together yeah I agree. I think I think that's like where that part is headed. I could also see any manual labor jobs, uh, you know, being changed into automation. So mm-hmm. any uh, building of houses, any heavy lifting, things like that could all be trans- transformed into uh, robotics, which puts less strain on us in a physical manner because we're no longer pushing ourselves to that extent uh putting ourselves in at risk of any injury anymore uh anything like that where it would cause bodily harm for us to do that occupation i think those would be our primary ones where we'd phase out first just for the sake of us being put less at risk of bodily injury you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i think it might be hard for a robot to be a detective because oh that's a good one they can because sure they can look at evidence and deduce from the evidence but can they make like leaps you know like mental leaps yeah towards like like skipping kind of skipping a step like oh i've talked to these people maybe i should talk to this person's boss even though they didn't bring up their boss at all you know something something like that yeah can they make those kinds of steps i don't know oh that that's I think all right tying going back a bit more because that's a great point that you're ask that you brought about is like can they tie it in and you know thread this narrative together which goes into yeah. like the whole storytelling aspect of can an AI produce like a great great ace um, a script yeah or anything yeah I was thinking about that as you were talking about that because I've definitely listened to some crappy like AI produced scripts of yeah. like Harry Potter or something exactly <laughs> um 
And then the other thing is also uh, with screenwriting, it's also storytelling, which ties into video games. Like video games is not something that's going to be able to be AI created because I think for where we're at right now, and again, this may change in the future. This I think this whole entire episode is like subject to be changed given yeah. how far the development <laughs> of AI goes in the future and where we're at. But for now, they're going to study this episode. Oh, I'm it's sure gonna crazy. Uh, we're going to we're yeah. going to be shit on by AIs in the future and be like, Chris yeah. and Sal, they're our first targets. We're taking them out. Yeah, <laughs> that'll show them. We're going to be on the AI podcasts. They're going to talk about <laughs> us. They're going to critique us. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I do think that uh, the situation that we have now is kind of like the the chimpanzee in front of a typewriter kind of thing where mm-hmm. it's like a. Uh, I don't know if it's a theory or an experiment, but I think it is an experiment where if you sit down a chimp or a a monkey in front of a typewriter for long enough, eventually they will type out legible words, which you will think they're like, you know, spelling out and maybe they will spell it out in some order, but to them, they won't understand it. They don't know what they're doing. They're just doing to do and they're hoping that something about it comes right, which is very much what like AI can do as well. It's just... You're giving me these things. I'm trying to analyze it as best as I can and spewing that back out at you. And hopefully that makes sense in some way. I mean, to but to like a better extent, I feel. Because the chimp is obviously like at a zero where AI is more like at a 50, I want to say. Somewhere around that where it's like half yes, half no. No, but I see what you're saying. Like the AI is producing it based off of... Uh, well, it, it's producing it to give a meaning that we assigned to it yeah you know what exactly. i mean like it's giving us it's giving us the information but it's giving us what we uh, are looking for yes you know yes that very i see you i see you i see you i, you I, see you. I hear you <laughs> i smell you i, you. <laughs> I eat you yeah. i touch you <laughs> <laughs> but i think i think that's good it is exciting though i i do think that's an exciting thing too that we're waiting for um that is i hope to live in a period of time where that is integrated in life more because for me alone even having alexas at home and saying like hey like shut off my light or hey turn it on and uh what's the temperature kind of thing Mm. even that or tell me the news as soon as i wake up that to me is already so much more helpful than i ever thought you know yeah yeah, that's interesting i don't have an alexa i have siri on my phone but i don't really use it you use it it seems to a great extent yeah yeah whenever i come into my uh room the first thing i do is tell uh alexa to turn on the bedroom lamp stand because it's like a green uh it's one of the phillips hue lights so oh she did right now uh but (laughs) (laughs) alexa stop oh you (laughs) always listening (laughs) (laughs) so cute (laughs) um but yeah, like it just sets the mood. Uh, what I like is actually I've seen some videos where or I don't know if it was a video or a post somewhere on Twitter or Tumblr where somebody would be like, Alexa, turn on like uh, intruder mode. And Alexa starts playing like a, a really badass heavy metal song and changes all the lights to red flashing like <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> and it's like danger. You're about to be fucked up or something like that. Alexa, stop. She's, she's always listening. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I think that's that's pretty much that. Uh I don't know if you could hear that. I I heard something, but it's okay. Will I be safe? They they're taking over anyway. You know? <laughs> you're right, you're right. Um but yeah. Uh I do think that there is like that cause of safety 
But at this point, honestly, it's no one's safe. You're being heard. You're being surveillanced <laughs> like 24 seven. It's kind of just, it's that question of, are we ever really free in a society? And I think that's where everybody gets so hell bent on with being so tied down to, you know, my liberties and my rights and my everything. Cause to be fair, you saw the moment that you agree to be part of a society, you sign away your freedom to an extent for the sake of safety. Yeah. Well, I think I, and it, well, we're bringing it right back around. I think to a greater extent now that like technology is, is so heavily ingrained in our society, I guess like you just brought up something or at least you remind me of like the, the contract, right? Where you have this phone and this phone can is like asking you, oh, like, can we do this? Can we do that? And you're like, you're like, kind of like, yes, willy nilly. But like, it is listening to you. It is pulling your data. Yeah. It is keeping track of the things you like and don't like, so it can send you like marketed material. Mm-hmm. Like, this has evolved so fast that our society did not have a chance to be like, hey, wait. This should not be cool. Yeah, yeah. Like, we should not allow this to happen. I, I still feel for as much as we think we're not in the Wild West, we still very much are. There are certain things that are being done right now that have not been completely, um, like you said, I guess, controlled properly or what's yeah. administrated. I mean, it's the Wild of the West, but Sal, we're the cattle. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you yeah. Know? Without a doubt. I, I, I <laughs> we agree. are the cattle, and like it's the corporations that are the the cowboys. It's like at first it know? was very uh it was very obvious that it was the Wild West in terms of the internet because there was you could literally do anything and get away with it back then. Barely anybody yeah. knew about IP addresses. Rarely anybody knew about accessing like webcams like miles away. Now that's yeah. like basic knowledge. Like obviously anybody can hack into your things very easily if you don't protect your emails or passwords, if you don't use a VPN. These are just like normal things that we know nowadays. But again, today, now there's still things we don't know that are still going to be like 10 years down the line are going to be the most obvious of things. Like why didn't you limit your access on your phone to like not control your data? Or why didn't, why weren't bills passed uh you Why know. did you let your phone listen to everything you say just because you wanted to know what song was playing? Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. And it's like, yeah. huh, you're you're right. So we're we're kind of stupid in a way. Um, but but this is our life now. Yeah, you, so. you you learn through these mistakes, you know. And we're we are the cattle in that sense that are going to the slaughter because we're dumb and <laughs> some of us prefer the um the access that it gives us and. Yeah. Others are very just stop listening to me all the time. But the point that I was making before is more so to the to the effect that if you're giving up your freedom of uh, privacy, right, which you are entitled to privacy, everybody can have a private life. But really, are you ever really living out that liberty of being private? Because when you comply to a society and you want to belong to a society, again, going along the lines of you're giving up your sense of freedom for security right it doesn't that also take into account your privacy in a way because there are certain things that the police have to know about you because it's for the safety of the public or the for the greater safety of everyone around you and that's why you have to make this accessible to all and if you didn't want that if you really wanted your own privacy 
you're therefore not abiding by the set rules of the society that you're in of like, you know, oh, right. instead you want to be outside the society and live on your own terms of I want my own full privacy. I want my own full freedom where I could do whatever the hell I want at whatever time. Because really, when you're living in a country, you can only do so much of whatever the hell you want mm-hmm. in actuality. Like for as much as we're fed into this narrative that it's, uh, oh, this is the land of the free and all this stuff. You're freer than other countries, but you're not necessarily free. And I think this is a very good topic of uh, what a lot of people get so hell bent about with, you know, my liberties and my rights. And it's like, yeah, you do have rights, but try and think this through a little bit more and follow that road down. To what extent did you really sign up on these rights? And to what extent are you, should you be protected and stuff uh, by your privacy and whatnot? When does it become a conflict to other people's safety that you're keeping things so private that, yeah. you know, the sec- national security is becoming suspicious of you because of your want to keep things so private, you know? Yeah, this is just, I don't know, this, this is going to take a dark turn. This just reminds me of the whole Sackler case that's happening right now with with the Purdue Pharma. The which one? The Purdue, right? So they were making oxycontin which oh, like, right. is, has it yeah. has made a, an opioid crisis and people this die all the time because of these opioids that that the sackler family who created purdue have like let loose you know yep again like they were just making it and it was barely regulated and now like there's consequences but because they got so much money from that they were able to have great legal advice and great and make a settlement yep that they paid a significant amount of money but nothing compared to the actual money they've they've made in like a single year i think um and they were able to uh they are not going to be they're not held liable they relinquish their company but they will not be held their family will not be held personally liable for all these yep like all the people who have died essentially and any any future settlements any future legal issues yeah yeah uh essentially the they found a judge who was willing to uh kind of okay all this in and rule in their favor of all past uh complaints or any i guess illegal activities that they did and because this judge had was the only one in the nation apparently that had a history of being this skewed in his rulings, that's the one that they went for that was, I guess, out of the jurisdiction that uh, they normally would be in. And it was just, like, so much controversy. But, yeah, this was on uh, Johnny O, right? Uh, I, I was reading on NPR. Oh, I read a lot of NPR. John, John <laughs> Oliver did a perfect segment on this. Uh, if anybody, oh, yeah. yes, John Oliver. Yeah. yeah, I thought Johnny O. I don't know who I thought Johnny <laughs> O was. You know, Johnny O. It's, it's hard. Love John Love Oliver. Love him. Uh we're good fans of him. I think he tells it pretty well, yeah. like it is, you know. Um, so you know, those people are, the, I, the, I, are those people considered part of society? The people who have enough money to manipulate it. Ooh, I think that brings up another heavy topic. I don't know if we want to go into that, but I mean, it's, just flat it's, out, it's getting so heavy. This, this this is a heavy episode. You did not, you guys yeah. did not think that you would walk in and just be like, boom, knowledge today. 
Usually it's us like <laughs> joking around and no, no, today it's, it's a, it's a day of knowledge. I don't know if it's a, if it's knowledge, but it's, it's certainly questions. It's like <laughs> what we're saying, I imagine is bringing up a lot of questions for people. That too. You know? Yeah. If you guys have anything to add into this mix, by all means, like add us or like, you know, say what you got to say, say what you need to say. All right. You, you feel the rain on your skin. Actually, I feel like that's really bad <laughs> given the weather conditions, but don't do that. Pretty, yeah. Too soon. <laughs> too soon. I'm sorry. Actually, we do hope uh, that all our listeners are doing very well amidst all the weather conditions and global warming. Yeah. And I think going forward, uh, once nuclear fallout hits, uh, let us know. We'll set up a camp base somewhere, meet us there. Uh, we'll cover the whole thing. We, we've been practicing our farming because we've been streaming Stardew there Valley. You go. So there you go. We're, we're pretty set. We're pretty, we're pretty good. Full circle right there. And also, if you guys are ever interested in joining us on a, on a server for Stardew Valley, let us know because that would be pretty fun too. How many people can join in a game? Uh, I think it's 100 people. What? Yeah. Oh, we got to set that up. <laughs> yeah. We got to set it's that really up. It's really cool. Um, <laughs> so that's that's a thing. Let us know if you play Stardew, and we could set something up whenever everybody's free. Uh, it is Labor Day weekend, so hopefully we'll make a post about this weekend and see what may transpire on the months. Um, do you have anything else on your mind that you would like to say about this episode, Chris? This episode's good, you know? It's a good episode. Oh, wait, before that, uh, usually Chris goes on Reddit, and he likes to go on the r forward slash uh, would you rather, right? Yeah. But Correct. this episode, I felt like, why don't we change it up a little bit? I, th- I feel like that's our thing, you know, where we just do random internet questions where we find, where it's not necessarily one category, it's just what's appealing to us at that time, and let's, let's yeah. give that a uh, topic hand. But I really would like to do the a question of am i the asshole okay and we could talk about that a little bit let's decide if they are the asshole yeah let's let's decide you know um okay i'm gonna read one and you tell me if it's the thing that we should follow it i'm gonna give you three actually i'm gonna give you the prompt for the first three and out of those three you're gonna choose i'll pick one right exactly okay okay the first one Am I the asshole for telling my fiance to get her insecurities in check and grow up after she humiliated my coworker? Number one. Okay, starting off strong. Number two. Am I the asshole for greatly increasing my husband's chores and dismissing his complaints after he called me a homemaker? (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's number two. And lastly, number three. Am I the asshole... For kicking my boyfriend out over my cat. <laughs> <laughs> I like the last one. Yeah, so do this I. Is the last one. So do I. Because there's got to be a story there. You there, know, like there the other indeed. two were marital marital issues. I mean, they definitely need to figure that stuff out. Right. But boyfriend over the cat or cat over the boyfriend. I want to know. All right. All Wait, right. imagine they chose the boyfriend over the cat. <laughs> That's crazy. Now that so where's that cat gotta go? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Am I the asshole for kicking my boyfriend out over my cat? For context, my 24 female uh, boyfriend, 30 male, and I recently moved in together. It's something we've been talking about, and when his lease ended, he moved into my apartment. I have a cat, Millie, who is my baby girl, that I've had since she was a kitten. Back when my boyfriend and I first started dating, he made the joke that if we were ever going to live together... He'd have to, quote unquote, get rid of the cat, 
which I dismissed at the time. That's not a funny joke. I think I think that's right there. That's a red flag. Like if yeah, if you start dating somebody and the first thing that they say is like, yeah, we're gonna get rid of that child. Like, what? Excuse me. Yeah, and has this not been brought up since? I don't know. Let's right? let's hear the rest okay, of it. Okay. But yeah. Oh. Already off to a bad start. <laughs> Already not looking good. All right. Uh, when he would come over, he would ignore Millie. Oh, no, 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 no. All right. stick with him. When he would come over, he would ignore Millie, making jokes about how cats are stuck up, how much he's a dog person. Again, I dismissed this because he never acted hostile towards her. I figured it was just a preference. When we started to get serious about moving in, he asked if I would consider giving her away because he didn't like the idea of living with a cat. I almost laughed before realizing he was serious. I told him that under no circumstances would I get rid of my cat. I felt guilty about being unwilling to compromise, but he actually took it well and reassured me that if she was this important to me, he'd get over it. Good. Huh. Okay. Okay. Great. Although... But it sounds like that doesn't happen. <laughs> but although, I'm not going to lie, but... It, to me, at least, if you're that much of a dog person, why are you st- like the moment that, you know, they have a cat. Stop talking. Like, don't go out with them if you're that much, you know. Yeah, if it's going to affect your life exactly. that much because if things can only escalate where you're getting closer together. That yeah. cat's going to be involved in your life. Th- that's just like a that's just if you are that, I guess, um, I would say it's selfish of him to come into the relationship and be like. Oh, that's got to go. Instead of him being, yeah. oh, you know what? Actually, I can't date you because that's just not my preference. I'm sorry. And he takes leave. Who does he think he is to like barge into a relationship and be like, no, nope, that's going. Like, yes, this me? is this is not for us. Oh, my God. Uh, uh-uh. <laughs> All right. Continuing. Fast forward to last night. I don't think he realized I was in the kitchen when he came home. Millie was on the couch and I'd heard him go into the room and give this sigh before i could call out i heard him say quote unquote you're so fucking worthless oh oh my god oh, <laughs> oh no <laughs> why why the cat did nothing that's what i'm saying oh my this is just a cruel person at this point like you can't say these that's what i'm getting that's i'm imagining him saying this to a baby like a genuine baby (laughs) yeah (laughs) just trying to have it have its cheerios (laughs) you worthless um it terrified me because i've never heard him speak with such malice he sounded like a different person It was just so cold and hostile that I panicked and rushed out there to see him looking at Millie. Here's where I might be the asshole. I completely freaked out. I was yelling, asking what he thought he was doing talking to her like that. He jumped and I scooped Millie up and told him to leave my apartment right now. He looked so stunned and started to argue, asking where was he supposed to go. I told him that I don't care. He just needs to leave. He was pissed and said he was going for a drive and slammed the door behind him. I immediately started sobbing and holding Millie. I was shaking, and she could tell I was upset and kept cuddling me. She calmed me down, and later when he texted asking if he could come back, I said yes. Hmm. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Continue? Yeah, please. All right. 
I must know how it goes. <laughs> I put Millie in the bedroom so we could talk as you would a baby. We were both a lot calmer, and I felt awful after he explained his side. I'll often call Millie little names, and he said he was just trying to be playfully. <laughs> you little worthless. <laughs> <laughs> you little worthless. Piece of garbage. <laughs> All right, I'm not going to lie. I've definitely done that to my dogs when they were puppies. Like, who's a little poop? Who's a little poop? But I don't mean oh, it as I'm like, sure. a, you know. I've never. I think there's a tone thing. Yeah, that changes it. Yeah. I-, I could just picture him saying like, "You're so fucking weird," like with such like. This. Yeah, I mean, she said yeah. it herself he, uh, that he was speaking with such malice. Like you knew he. Yeah. That was anger that came out of there. And side. That was he sighed before. Yeah, uh, I don't like that. I don't like that. So he's really trying to he's trying to dodge the bullet here. But anyways, let's, yeah. let's continue. Uh, I'll often call Millie little names. And he said he was just trying to be playfully mean, too, and I misjudged his tone. But he said it felt awful that I chose a cat over him and that I called it my apartment when it's supposed to be our place. He told me he was constantly feeling second best to Millie, who I wouldn't even consider rehoming. And I had thrown him out over an animal when he's a person. I explained to him how much he means to me. And apologize for ever making him feel like this wasn't his home. I think I might have overreacted, Mm -hmm. but I just don't know. He's my boyfriend, and she's something I keep refusing to compromise on. But I also don't believe that he just misjudged his tone. Am I the asshole? I think you, uh, your misstep was, like, forgiving him. Like... Why would, how dare he ask you to rehome your yeah like, cat that you've had since, since a kitten and that you love? I, I think she's not the asshole. I don't think she is. I think it's more so the guy a hundred percent that is the asshole on a multitude of things, but mainly, uh, I'm not going to lie. This also did remind me of like B movie, how like she throws out her boyfriend over a bee. <laughs> yeah but but that's a different but, case but there's some context yeah. there's some history here there's not just like a, a romantic uh yeah, yeah. twist none of that you know? no airplanes exploding into into cliffs or no. anything no no um but it's it says a lot about him he's the asshole hands down in my opinion there is an update to this by the way oh there is okay so i'll i'll read the update first of all wow i did not expect the flood of supportive comments messages and awards I tried to respond to as many messages as I could, at least the ones that weren't wildly hateful, (laughs) but I genuinely appreciated (laughs) all of the kind words and concern for me and Millie. Everybody's comments were extremely eye-opening. I felt sick to my stomach reading about people afraid for Millie, and it had had already crossed my mind, honestly. Making that post validated all the fears that I had kept dismissing as dramatic. And it was almost a relief to be encouraged by strangers to do something I had previously been too afraid to do. We broke up. It's my apartment. He wasn't on the lease yet. And he's going to stay with his brother. Had to read around about gaslighting. And my sisters would agree with all of you about that one. It was hard to lose somebody I trusted. And I thought I knew well. But based on his reaction, I knew I made the right call. He essentially told me that if I couldn't learn to put other humans before my cat, I'd be alone for a very long time and that he'd be waiting for me to reach out. What an asshole. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. That's The internet is with you. Yeah, no. (laughs) When the internet says a resounding yes on something, 
you know that's hard to deny there but but that actually that those that comment about everybody else's comments just like also made me think about the fact that what if she wasn't there and he was making those remarks oh, or you know yeah. just the idea that he could that if he can say such a thing that he has potential for other malice yeah filled uh, actions you know i think th yeah exactly the moment you start to have such resentment towards an animal uh like that's technically part of your family at that point because yeah if your significant other is the owner of that it's i think just the way in which animals are perceived nowadays or ever really um it's that they are part of the family there really is no there should be no need for jealousy. It's as much as you would be jealous of your brother or sibling at that point. It's, I mean, it's also a different relationship entirely. Yeah. Just because, I mean, it's, yes, it's it's a, like a relationship of love. Yeah. But it's like they're not trying to be uh, intimate with their right. animal. You know, it's it, like a, it's a familial love. Yeah, exactly. It's on the same basis of your baby, like your child. And for him to yeah. be like, it's either me or your child. What do you think they're going to choose? I mean, that's no. basic, always a child. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, uh, one last thing. She says, Millie doesn't deserve to just be tolerated. She deserves to be safe and treated like the little princess she is by anybody I live with. Preach. She's seen me through so much, and I'd rather be alone than her wandering around the side of the road somewhere. And I am absolutely terrified of her ever being hurt it isn't worth the risk. I'm okay with it being just her and I for now. Thanks, everybody, for the yeah. advice. I think that's a great ending, honestly. Yeah. Cause... I, I, you'll also, like, you'll find... There are plenty of other people who will not be rude about you loving your, yeah. your cat. You know, like, you'll find somebody, and, I'm sure. <laughs> of course. I think that's definitely a green flag to look for in somebody. If, you have a, if you're already a pet owner and you have a little baby in your home, if... At any point, either the pet doesn't like them, they don't like the pet, there's malice involved, any of those red flags, get rid of them. You can find somebody better that will respect you because it not only says speaks a lot on their inner character, because I think that also shows signs of like jealousy, like a toxic jealousy, you know, because now you're like mm -hmm. jealous of the of the of them being an owner, a pet owner, you know? Yeah. So yeah. So many red flags. So bad. Just paint that as a well toxic X right there. Yeah, that was that was good. I appreciated that. But I think also if we ever, if we do this again, like we might have to pick like a controversial one. Oh, know, this one this one was easy for me. It's like yeah. don't don't mess with the girl and her cat. You know, I think that was the bottom a, line. Same. I I would say the same. Even though you know, like me speaking from my own perspective, uh, I'm allergic to cats. But that doesn't stop me from ever coming over or, you know, doing yeah. anything. I will rub my face in a cat because they are soft and yeah. suffer the allergic reaction because it's worth it. All right. Uh, but that's just kind of like my cats. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh, we're going to have to talk after the episode. <laughs> uh... <laughs> uh, well, I appreciate you uh, digging that one out there. Yeah. Yeah, it seemed like a good good topic to go about, but I hope the listeners, I, agree, yeah. I hope you guys as listeners um, enjoyed it, and more importantly, that you enjoyed this episode entirely, given all the controversy and different entirely. things. Entirely. Yeah, we talked a lot this episode. And that happens, you know, that happens with these episodes, yeah. is that we're going to talk. We like that. 
And uh, yeah, but we do hope that you enjoyed it. If you have any ideas about what we said, reach out to us. If you have other ideas about what we could say in the future on another episode, reach out to us. If you hate us, if you want to cancel us, let us know. We'll sign that petition. You have our support. Yes. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And of course, like we said again, please join us on Twitch whenever you'd like to. Uh, We're more than happy talking with you guys. Uh, what be it in person be it on twitch be it over the phone at like three in the morning if you ever need to call one of us for any advice or support we're here for you we got it mm, yeah yeah uh, yeah <laughs> sal let's let's talk after this. Gotta go gotta go over a few things all right well i'm gonna go have a conversation with chris uh and yeah. uh you guys can call me mid conversation i'll be waiting um yeah, I until next time. The phone. <laughs> <laughs> until next time. All right. Talk to you guys later. Signing off. Bye. Bye bye.